live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh, the Alamo. Oh, he's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness, how does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who checked out our free game of the week from last week's episode and battled it out alongside the Battletoads, me. James Campbell. How was it? It is awesome. I knew you would like I it. I love it. I love the reboot of the Battletoads, the, the characters, the did, attitude. Did you beat it? No, I only played like three stages. But were you able to get past the third stage? I beat, hey, I beat the Turbo Bike stage, which was the stage you cannot beat on the NES. Is it really Battletoads then? Yeah. Mm. Yes. It's, it has Rash, Zit, and Pipple. I yeah. think that's, that's all, all you need. need. You got those three. You're in good. I think they did a great job. The animations, um, you can tag in, uh, so it's it's a one player. There's co-op, couch co-op. I don't think there's any online co-op, but couch co-op. You can tag in, or if you're playing solo, you Get can tag in all three. No, she's busy doing girl stuff, Aww. like watching Lucifer. Video games is girl stuff too. Yeah, it is, but not for me. We'll have another free game recommendation this week coming up in a little later this hour. But first, an apology from the most well-known female streamer on Twitch has the internet and members of this show divided. Let's find out what Pokimane is apologizing for and why Weird Beer and Robbie are on different sides of the apology. The most well-known female streamer on Twitch and someone who's no stranger to controversy, Pokimane, has posted an almost 16-minute YouTube video titled My Overdue Apology. Now, whatever she has said in this video has the internet and this room divided. Robbie. What is this internet dividing apology all about? Right, and, so <laughs> and, and I think you should tell people who the hell is Pokimane. To right, begin with. so all right, as uh, uh, James had already alluded to, Pokimane is one of the biggest streamers on Twitch. Uh, uh, she is huge, uh, not quite ninja level, not quite Doctor Disrespect, but level. like the tier right underneath. She's that. she's definitely top 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 tier. This is what she does, certified for, grade for B a living. B. Uh, I mean, I put her in the A tier. She's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, she had issued a 16-minute apology video that she put out on YouTube that covers a broad broad range of topics. Uh, everything from times in the past that she, she's issued DMCA takedowns of videos on YouTube that include footage of her, which she also explained that she only did that when those videos either had footage that she had deleted from her own stream or tweets she had deleted or that were being clickbaity, right? So if they were just criticizing her, that wasn't the reason that she issued those takedowns. Was somebody demanding her to apologize for some of these things? No, okay, so like... kind of out of the blue? Kind of out of the blue. She's okay. been within drama for a while, uh, especially being a female streamer, you know, that's always sort of in the spotlight. You have your Keem stars and your Leafies, she was who named we'll be that, talking about later. She was named in that lawsuit uh, of the oh, guy. the guy who had well. the, the problem touching himself because yep. there's too many hot babies on yes. Twitch. Okay. Uh, she also apologized for using a racial slur years ago before she got big and famous. Um, she apologized to uh, specifically to It's a Gundam. He's a drama YouTuber who took joke tweets out of context when a fan said that they'd willingly go homeless donating to her and then he then got that video sponsored and made money off of it as well she apologized to him for some reason and then also she apologized for drama centered around her not revealing whether or not she had a boyfriend a few weeks ago so the thing that upsets me most about this i'm definitely on the on, on, same thing that you just asked why was she making this apology yeah, video it's weird no idea because well, none of this is stuff that she needs to have apologized for the racial slur i get that 100 yeah. percent. even though it was years apology ago, accepted that's fine apology accepted but like some of the stuff like apologizing for not disclosing that she had a boyfriend 
Whose business is that? So let's let's take it back a little bit and explain what led up to the apology. What led up to the apology? Go for it. Was, this, is, this is your realm, the the, the, the YouTube drama yeah, area. I'm in it. The king of YouTube drama. So the, I wear that title proudly. We've got to so get it for you. She uh, she took a week long break from all of her not only socials but streaming and all kinds of stuff, which streamers should be allowed to do. Yeah. Yes, she took it. And she didn't say why, but it all came on the back of a lot of backlash from some uh, some other content creators who essentially, like, launched a nuclear fallout, you know, like, content bomb, as they're called, of really going hard. Now, a lot of Pokemane's community has been under fire for a while now, especially because she's seen as, like, for anybody who's negative uh, against, like, female streamers and, like, the Twitch thoughts... She is the main face of what people normally. Uh, She's like rally a poster against. girl for Twitch thoughts. Yeah, her and Alinity are kind of. They're nowhere near the same, might I add. No, Pokemon actually just recently, I think last year, uh, helped to launch a college uh, scholarship fund that's going to like go for years and years and years and years. Yes. Oh, very cool. And yeah, this, very cool. But, but this is, the big thing is, again, because she's a variety streamer. For people who don't know, a variety streamer essentially do whatever it is they want. Like, there's there's people on Twitch who do dedicated, like, this is the game I I'm play. I'm a Fortnite streamer. I'm very That's good it. at Fortnite. This is what I play. And then there's variety streamers. So, like, Pokimane, on a normal day, you could come in and she might be playing some Fortnite, or she could just be eating lunch and watching YouTube videos, and people in her community would show up, and she makes a lot of money off of people like that. And that rubs a lot of people who think that girls aren't real gamers the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like That's have- really what it comes down to. There is a subsection of guys out there, misogynist little incels, who think that she's a girl making money and she's using her looks. Otherwise, people could be, you know, watching me stream or giving me money. So I want to be able to talk to you guys about Leafy and all the drama that's surrounding him because he is the main culprit of the one that has launched this entire attack. And what he said actually got him kicked off an entire social media platform. All right, so there's the info on Pokimane and her apology and kind of the sides. We'll talk more about her and somebody that uh, Weird Beard alluded to got kicked off of a social media platform, possibly because of her. We'll talk about that, but first, it's time for this. Time is up. Oh, my God. Checkpoint XP's Close Shave. Watch it at CheckpointXP.com. Our Close Shave of the Week takes us to the Call of Duty League in what some people are already calling the best series in Call of Duty history. The Huntsman stayed alive in the Call of Duty postseason by defeating the L.A. Optic. In a matchup for the ages, for the Call of Duty champs, it is Hexy and his Huntsman who take out his old Optic Gaming to avoid elimination in a Map 5, Round 11, that no one could have written better. One of the things they like to do early in the year was that mid-map pressure yep. behind smokes, try to get into the second story of oh the boy. B house. Bristini <gasps> spots him, but Bristini gets smoked! He just gets evaporated! That's the first blood for Optic, now what can you do behind it? The utility coming in over the top, it's not going to connect. The opening in the defense is there for Optic. Set up behind the They're bar. They're all here. All of Chicago's here. They're all inside. They're here on the bar. cross. There's the first kill from Scum. That's going to be bombed down. The peak comes in from Hollow. What a gunfight when that is. It's madness inside of the B house. Scum just trying to finesse, trying to get the kill. Envoy going to peek from outside. The challenge is going to come in. Scum's got to reload. No one can finish the kill. Orsies picks up two. It's all going to be on TJ now. 1v1! And Wahunchman win it! Envoy gets the kill in the 1v1! And they move on! It's madness! Alright, congrats to the Chicago Huntsman on staying in the fight for the CDL Championship. And GG's to the LA Optic for a good season. Remember, if you ever miss a close shave of the week, you can find them over at CheckpointXP.com. 
never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We're just talking about Pokimane and a, a very popular female streamer and her internet dividing apology video. Well, some people are blaming her for a content creator's entire YouTube channel being removed from the platform. And I guess this guy, uh, he kind of used to bust uh, bust heads. This guy kind of used to butt heads with Pokimane online. Is that right, Weird Beard? So Leafy is the uh, the guy we're talking about here. He's known as an internet troll. He's been he's around. He's a drama monger. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. His channel went dead, uh, actually, for like two, three years where he didn't upload anything because he essentially got like obliterated off the platform by another person. Uh-oh. And then he came back and he wasn't really doing anything and he decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stir the pot and I'm going to go after Pokimane. So his first video is the one that really prompted all of these apologies coming out from Pokimane, calling her uh, tier three subs, meaning the people that donate the most money to her every single Those month. Those are the ones that are like $25 a month or whatever? Way more than $25. Oh, wow. Uh, for, he called them all simps and that revealed that she actually had a boyfriend that she didn't tell anybody about. So all those guys who were donating, he essentially painted them as like giving her money to try to get her attention because they loved her and, and a stuff simp like that. In a more polite way of describing and it is the guys who kind of thirst over the e-girls and yes. they're always giving them the money regardless of yes. like what their personal situation is. And what happened is he has, over the time before he was banned, released seven different videos straight. All of them thumbnailed, titled, Pokimane, you suck, essentially. Like, okay. you know, like he and he in some of those videos, he um, he would like say, I'm never going to stop this. And what a lot of people think finally led to him being banned off YouTube was somebody tweeted at him saying that Pokimane should be shot with a sniper rifle. Ooh, and he responded to it saying, yes, I hope they do. Good luck, sir. Ooh. And it's like, oh, why would you do that? Like, it's just. So, he, so I don't know. Has YouTube actually came out and said why he's been removed, or is it just, or is people just saying that that, that they think it's over the harassment? Essentially, YouTube will never comment on why they Fair remove enough. people's just, uh, just like Twitch. Yes, so they don't say, but it's it's a hundred percent. It's targeted harassment where they go out of their way and say they will never stop. Uh, Rod Slasher Braslow, who is a notable esports uh, uh, leaker and kind of insider, insider. yeah, quote unquote, uh, he has also recently said that there may be rumors and mumblings that Keemstar may be next on. Uh, on YouTube's Ooh, list. Wow, it's getting juicy. Well, I mean, again, this this goes into the whole like paradigm of what gets the most attention and clicks in the world of social media. Not just Twitch, mm-hmm. not just YouTube, not just Twitter. Oh, all of it is drama See, and targeted it, like it, harassment. And, and it, it's it's different from TMZ, which just sort of reports on what's happening within Hollywood. That people may not like, but it's okay. It, but, but it's happening regardless. Correct. But YouTube, unlike TMZ, is this like engine of drama that fuels itself. They're not just reporting on drama. They're creating the drama. They're creating the harassment and weaponizing legions of fans at the exact same like, time. Like literally the the leafy the original leafy video that he put out was a video that like went through and he sat down and he was like, "What are the things people hate the most about Pokimane?" And then he created an entire video around that, you know, based around like, "Oh, people think that her fans are simps." And she said the N-word one time, and she, you know, isn't actually funny and harasses other YouTubers and get and gets their stuff taken down. Like that's so it's like a targeted campaign of not just Oh, here's some things that are currently happening. And now, it's like, any Leafy fans that watch this video are going to go to social media and be like, "Yeah, this and this and this Pokemon," and start harassing her as well. It's, it's ugly. Okay. Well, another well-known streamer, Tim the Tatman, was winless in a game for a very long time. 
and the world trolled him for it. More trolling and streamer stuff coming up in just a bit because Fortnite leaks get confirmed with the announcement of an upcoming partnership with a huge comic book powerhouse. We'll let you know which superhero or heroes you'll soon see in Fortnite next on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're listening to me, James Campbell, as well as Weird Beard. And what he's not disapproving of Weird Beard's life choices. He's talking to some of the biggest names in the Overwatch League on the Owl's Nest. We're talking about Mr. Robbie Landis. That's right. Actually, uh, this past weekend, uh, Jake and I got to talk to Dante of the Houston Outlaws, their star player, about uh, you know what his season's been like, you know what the the improvements that the Houston Outlaws have made over the season, and uh, what to expect going into the postseason. You know as what well. the funniest thing about it though is like the thumbnail on YouTube shows this young like baby faced Dante, mm-hmm. and then the and then interview he, is like quarantine Dante. Oh, Oh, he got quarantined out there. He's got a beard and the well, disheveled no, not, hair. Not just a beard and disheveled hair, because like his beard's coming in like like a goatee, like the Count of Monte Cristo. Yes. Like oh. he looks, he looks sharp, man. Oh, he looks so he's yeah. fancy. <laughs> and where yep. can they find the, that video there, Robbie? Uh, they can find that over at the Checkpoint XP YouTube and at checkpointxp.com. Awesome. It's been rumored online for a few weeks now, but the partnership between Fortnite and the comic book powerhouse of Marvel has been confirmed on Twitter. Weird Beard, what do you know about this latest partnership? Um, so it's like another banner season for Fortnite. Fortnite is known for having these, like, they essentially instituted the the thing that I actually explained to my girlfriend last night of seasons in video games to where it's constantly new updates, new themes, new changes to maps, new characters. New revenue. Every, exactly. And this new one that they just announced is a partnership with Marvel. It's all Marvel themed. This is the first time they've, they've done something like this, right? They, they had, uh, in the past, they've done things with uh, Thanos. Yeah, and no, they, right, right. But, but, but those were just sort of small events. And Correct. even even season three, you could get an Aquaman skin. But this is the first time where they're like, look, the entire season, it's all so full Marvel. season, all Marvel. It's not just little time, limited time events. Yes, and it actually was found out because it was placed on a uh, the Nintendo eShop yep. early oh. in an Asian country. People found it by, they didn't even hack or do anything. They just went on and they looked on the it eShop. It was just put up there too soon, yeah. And they were soon, like, yeah. oh, well, okay. And then the next day, Marvel confirmed that they're yeah, going to be so, doing so it. So we're talking they'll be putting a bunch of different skins in there probably uh i i think actually the actual banner looks like it has thor yeah, so behind it thor is your main focus of the my season, man apparently. thor but it's also crazy because this is going to be introducing a character into the marvel universe that has as of yet not been featured in any of the marvel movies who he eats planets robbie you oh, gotta galactus? Know galactus you go. well he hasn't been in any of the marvel cinematic universe movies but he was in the fox property but i mean that still shows listen this is going to be a big deal i think that marvel is smart enough they don't just let people use the marvel likeness Without it being a planned, you know what I mean, thing that they're going to be doing. I'm excited. Galactus is going to come and like chomp a piece of the map. I was wondering if that's going to affect like what happens in the map of Fortnite. Is he going to come in and change it around? See, you know, I I actually at first wasn't really on board with the idea of like uh, some other brand coming into Fortnite and basically taking over the season, right? Like seeing what they can do with like their own creativity and a lot of stuff that they've done in the past with the black hole or the missile launch, right? That that shatters the sky. Like that was all really really cool. But then when you start to think about some of the stuff they've recently been doing, like you know the J.J. Abrams Star Wars premiere that yep. they had in there, where he actually flies in on the Millennium Falcon, actually being able to see an event where like Galactus comes out of the sky and like 
alters or messes up the map in some way, that could actually be pretty cool. I think this is going to be a big win, especially because, like, if we are going to be, let's be generalized for a second. Who's your your normal Fortnite player in your mind, James? Oh, um, probably my friend's 13-year-old kids. Exactly, you know? and they are super into superheroes. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be an overall win, especially, like, Thor is gonna. He has one more movie coming out, I believe. But I don't It'll be a few years. Uh, yeah, but I, I I don't know what the hype is. Like the next era of Marvel is still coming, mm-hmm. dude. Stick them all in Fortnite. Let the kids have fun with them, and they'll still bank all kinds of money and make people want to go out and buy Iron Man dolls and Thor dolls and all the kinds of stuff. And we still don't know every single person. I want a Jarvis pickaxe and destroy all those buildings. <laughs> <laughs> what does a Jarvis pickaxe look like? He talks like? to you in a British accent as he's destroying the buildings as you collect your. Uh, your bricks and your wood. So, Robbie, if you, uh, because Marvel is now officially evolved, which means that you can pull from the entire catalog, the library of every superhero in Marvel's mm-hmm. uh, universe, who would you want to see in Fortnite? Oh, like a, like a, for a skin? Uh, no, it, either. You get to pick how they come in. Oh, or what they either do. a skin or how they're actually like put in there. Ooh, okay. Better I be a think. Good one, Robbie. There's I a think, lot riding on this. I think <laughs> what would be really, really cool, I'm going to go to the X Men side of things, and, and I know this would absolutely annoy all the pro Fortnite players out there but whenever you drop to one hp like whenever something might have been a killing shot there's a small percentage chance that kitty pride uh shadow cat from the x-men will show up and like grab you and like take you underground and pop you up somewhere else on the map and you get a second chance look at that i like that the down or but actually, not out nightcrawler nightcrawler would be better nightcrawler pops in and grabs you and pops you out to a different a, side of the map the down but not out chance to stealing yep. that from Rome royale robbie james do you want to have anybody i in do there? you know what i want to see in fortnite the punisher Ooh, He's coming cool. in with his, his big skull on his chest, the biggest guns you can find. He's annihilating everybody. I'm into it. If I had to pick somebody, I would go with something, uh, another X-Men. I would do Wolverine, and here's why. I think he couldn't have any guns. If you have the Wolverine skin, no guns. Melee only. Only melee, and yeah. that's it. But you're constantly regenerating health. Mm. I think we're on to something here. <laughs> Exactly. So if you want to find out more details, we've actually got the trailer up on our website at CheckpointXP.com. And if you're interested in more superhero stuff, uh, Robbie, where can they find out more about the other identity or superhero uh, podcast? Same place, CheckpointXP.com, or look on any of the places that you get your podcast, Apple Podcast. Google Podcasts, just search The Other Identity. All right, there's some of what we know about the partnership between Fortnite and Marvel. We're going to talk a little bit about how this new partnership could affect the legal situation between Epic, the creators of Fortnite, and Apple in just a minute. Because now, it's time for this. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. All right, for this week's Nailed It and Failed It, we're going to get started with somebody who nailed it. And this one you can file under, why not make the game more difficult? Twitter user Dino posted a clip that has since gone viral over the weekend of himself getting a kill on a map he had never played before. Listen, as you can hear him use the drums to move his sights and the symbol to fire the weapon. All right, way to go, Dino. Now, if only I was able to get a kill... Using an actual controller. Uh, the game's are very difficult, Robbie. I see you giving me those looks. I didn't it's say nothing. very difficult nothing. to get a kill in oh, that course. game, Robbie. Sure. Yep. Now, remember, you can know if you ever missed a nailed it and failed it, you can find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com. Make sure you stick around and tune in for the failed it portion coming up in the next hour. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com.
You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We're just talking about how Fortnite announced a new partnership with Marvel coming to the game soon. Well, now with Epic Games, the creators of Fortnite being involved in legal battles with Apple and Google, how does this new partnership with Marvel affect the situation? Robbie, what do you think about this? All right, so the first thing we have to do is lay out a few other uh, sort of little items that have happened since this whole battle between Google, Apple, and Epic has started. And Apple has said that they are going to suspend support for the Unreal Engine. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, the Unreal Engine is a suite of tools that the vast majority of game developers use to make their games, and they license that through Epic. So, if Apple were to stop some of those tools, suddenly the, uh, the, the toolbox, essentially, that developers use, half of the stuff that they would use to make their games is gone. And so it could be people who aren't associated with Epic, but just use the Unreal Engine are going to be penalized in, yes, the, in the stores. Not just penalized and not in stores. We're talking about people who actually make the games. In fact, Microsoft has came out and put their support behind Epic, saying that if this goes through, if Microsoft does what they're saying that they're going to do, we're essentially going to have to abandon the majority of the plans that we have in place right now. Games that we're working on, uh, 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 customers and consumers that are relying on our products right now, we essentially have to abandon them and start all over from scratch. This could have devastating wow. effects on the gaming industry at large. It's almost like World War Three amongst like video the, game the titans tech giants, here. It yeah, absolutely it's a tech is. giant world war. So, you know, Epic now has Microsoft support behind it, and, you know, with, with someone like Marvel and Disney, that's obviously a huge, huge player. You know, maybe not necessarily in like the tech world, but still a lot of money to, to potentially have behind you. So the question that I have now is that if you are Apple and Google and you see Microsoft throwing in with them, they potentially have Disney money behind them, you know, do you start to maybe rethink your approach or are you still on a no, you know, absolutely banning Epic and like, you know, putting all your weight against that? Well, you got to understand this is like the, the straw that will break the camel's back. If they can break the stranglehold that Apple has on essentially running all money through them, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a free-for-all to be able to open it up for essentially the largest mobile platform that there is out there. Like, it is gate-kept right now for the billions and billions of people that all use Apple devices. The moment you open it up to where it's not just like a, you know, Apple is the only gang in town collecting a protection fee, you're going to see, like indie game developers, mobile app developers, everybody else just go after Apple and be able to show that, like, hey, they do have a monopoly. It's the same reason that, like, Amazon would fight tooth and nail even for the smallest lawsuit that said that they had a monopoly over, you know what I mean, like, online commerce stuff. It's all about, like, the precedent that this lawsuit will set. And especially, like, that's why Microsoft is getting involved. That's why Disney's getting involved. That's why all of them. Because Disney wants a portion of that Apple money. Microsoft wants a portion of that Apple money. Like, everybody wants some of the stuff that they've been hoarding. Now, do you think uh, with Epic being involved in some of these legal issues, do you think that could hinder further partnerships with a big company like Disney? Because they don't want to be a part of the drama. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it's. I think it's still too early. Like, we still have to see how... Like, who's going to back down first? Because this is a multi-billion dollar game of chicken that, that we're seeing play That's out right now. That's the best way to put it. Multi-billion dollar game of chicken. Because it's whoever pulls the uh, the eject button on it first, mm -hmm. right? Like, whoever 
backs down is going to be the one that no longer gets any deals. I, Epic I, knows thing, this. Like, I, I think it has to be Microsoft. Micro, or, sorry, sorry, not Microsoft. It has to be Apple and Google because if they don't back down and they go through with this Unreal Engine, you know, pulling support for that, they are going. I, I'm, I'm not kidding about this. They are going to cripple the video game industry if nobody else can use the Unreal Engine. The video game industry is going to come to a screeching halt. And there's no way that, that you know, the Sonys of the worlds are going to let that happen. Dr. Disrespect just came back on the scene to Universal Fanfare, and already his fortunes have turned. Why are his fans so upset? We'll talk about that in a bit, because ahead next, another well-known streamer, Tim the Tapman, went winless for much longer than a professional gamer should have gone in this game, and the world trolled him for it. All the details when Checkpoint XP returns. With continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness. Around. No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Gamble. Along with me is Robbie Landis and the one member of Checkpoint XP starting a petition to make Nintendo give Mario his nipples back. Weird beard. I am. Why? The kid because Mario, Mario deserves his nipples. Yeah, exactly. Right Mario deserves nipples. Free the nipple. I am so frustrated with the dumb things that Nintendo does because guess what? We're going to love Mario no matter what. You Apparently are, not. You already entered into the canon that Mario has nipples. Why go back on it? Why Why mess with me getting invested into Mario having nipples and then rip that away from me? All those years that plumber's invested in helping the Mushroom Kingdom, are you going to take his nipples away? I'm the number one signature on that petition. Oh, great. Cool. Great. <laughs> Hope you can count on your support, Robbie. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. If you haven't heard of the new game, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, where the heck have you been? It's one of the hottest games out at the moment, and it's a fun new spin on the Battle Royale style of game. Well, Tim the Tapman, a very popular Twitch streamer, had started playing the game and could not get a win. The Twitter account for the Fall Guys game took notice and started trolling him, and soon... The rest of the world followed suit. Weird Beard, were you trolling Tim the Tapman too? I was not, and you know why? Tim the Tapman from not winning Call of or from not winning Fall Guys made a killing. The biggest winner, I think, other than the game itself, is Tim the Tapman. Especially because his subscriber and concurrent viewer numbers were up. Up and up and up and up. All the while he kept losing and he never won. Until finally, till finally. He came up and had his moment. I, I think it was Saturday of last week or Friday was the first time that Fall Guys Twitter tagged me and just kind of made a joke, right? Like, oh, Tim, you're not getting a win, right? And then it kind of started to become a little more. I responded and then they kind of, you know, I played fun back and then they responded again and it kind of turned into this thing, almost like a meme. Oh, Tim can't win. And then quite arguably every day I was getting tweeted from Fall Guys and I was streaming all the time trying to get my first win. Well, today it happened. Plenty of real estate. One left. This is you, one on one, Tim. Tim, you got this. Nice and easy. Let's go! You said it gonna be done. There's the king. Put my crown on. I love you. Give me the crown. 
Oh my God! So, like, so I, there are two things I'd like to take away from okay. this. The first, as you said, he was losing and losing and losing and losing, and obviously nobody knew when he was going to get his win or if he was going to get his win. But people still wanted to watch. So for everyone out there who thinks you have to be good to stream games, not and true. Like, it's not true. You just have to be funny, entertaining. That's why James is so good you at say, it. Say Tim the Tatman and me are proof right. of that because I can maintain right. an audience. But the and other I am thing, not good. the other reason that, that that this actually got on my radar because I didn't realize that Tim, you know, wasn't able to win Fall Guys is when he finally did it. I saw on Twitter it was trending. He did it. He finally did it. So, of course, I clicked on it to see who, who did he do? Who finally yeah. did what? Yeah. And the first like 10 to 15 things were people who had no idea what streaming or Tim was oh boy. trying to figure out. They're just like, what's there's just this dude playing a little jelly bean game. And I guess he won and people are excited. And like they were so bewildered by why this was such a big deal. And I don't know, like like that sort of cross section of people who don't quite get or even know that like Twitch and gaming exists to see them react to these type of things. Same thing happened with uh, when Animal Crossing came out and people are being like, hey, you know, I need to sell all my turnips to get bells so I can afford my mortgage. People are like, what? Are yeah, you I, was, I had that very about? same reaction. But I love watching that convergence. No, you can hear it though, like for any sports fan. Like we do it when we talk about like the close shave of the week or our nailed it and failed it. Like there's a universal feeling of like you can't tell me if you just had Tim's reaction and played that when somebody just won like a huge hockey game. You know what I mean? Or they just scored a touchdown in football. Like it's the same reaction Absolutely. of just pure adrenaline be like, let's go! And like, oh, it's so like it gets me so hyped up. I want to play Fall Guys right now. I know I want to too. Hearing that music, I'm like, oh man, I want to play the music. Is, <laughs> the music is so much fun to listen to. Have either of you guys got your win yet? I have gotten my crown. Oh man, I'm crown. I'm crown. Oh. Well, I got a crown, but I got it because I I got enough points. Well, look, it wasn't a legit. If crown. it makes you feel any better, I haven't got a crown yet either. Mostly because I don't play, but I did get my first season six win in Apex the other day without Weirdbeard. Ah, oh, wow. Now I will say, like, this is gonna be this is gonna be big. I think. Like especially with the ascent of uh, Fall Guys itself to, mm-hmm. to the the rise that it's seen and everything like that, it's really putting these fun variety streamers at the forefront as opposed to the sweaty tryhards. Absolutely. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. Now we want to talk to you on the phone. If you want to talk to us, please give us a call at one eight three three five five seven zero nine. You can chime in on whatever social media topic we have posted for the week, or you can call and ask any of our experts here at Checkpoint XP a question that you feel they should be able to answer. Now, we were just discussing Tim the Tatman getting trolled by the Fall Guys social media accounts. Well, that's not the only way Fall Guys social media was getting attention. They actually ignited a bidding war between some pretty big names in gaming with proceeds going to charity. What's going on with this story, Weirdbeard? So Fall Guys hosted a bidding war. They uh, they wanted to see who would bid the most money to give uh, to a charity called Special Effect. It's a charity in the UK that uh, helps uh, gamers with physical disabilities. And um, essentially, sounds what, like a worthy cause. Yes, and so what people were bidding on was the ability to design a, a skin or a suit for their like fall a guy. T-shirt for yeah. their for their jelly. So this is why you're seeing wear. a lot of people with different looking like jelly beans all over like Twitter and stuff saying, "Hey, fall guys, here's a here's a jelly bean outfit for you." Yes, and it's all because they you donate the most money. And the first big one was a, a small YouTuber who put up ten thousand dollars. Okay, and it was like, oh wow, that's that's a big thing. Yeah. But then you have to remember, Fall Guys has added over a million new Twitter followers in the past two and a half weeks. Wow. So they definitely have the attention of some bigger names. So then what happened is uh, G2 Esports, an esports organization, jumped in. Uh, they had the top slot for quite a while at $130,000. Wow, 130 k After that, Ninja got in, and oh he was boy. like, yo, what up? We're going to do 
$200,000. Oh, I feel like Ninja could have went bigger. Oh, yeah. And then G2 Esports came back. They went up to like two hundred and twenty, and there was some low-budget stuff. And then the big YouTuber named Mr. Beast. I oh, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast got in. That guy throws away, throws around ten grand like it's chump change. Exactly. Mm. He wound up donating, and it was the highest bid. Three hundred and thirty thousand seven hundred and fifty-eight dollars, wow. and that what—that's what won it. So a third of a million dollars. Now here's the thing, because again, some people go, "Wow, you paid all that money for for what? Like a skin in there?" You have to remember. Well, first of all, it was for charity. Thank yes, you very much. But yeah. it's not only people like wearing the skin; it's how many people are exposed to what you're doing and whatnot. So it's so. Like, do, do we know what his design is? Did he like showcase or no? Did he they did submit not. It yet? He oh. just jumped in and was like. What's up? I'm gonna so donate. He's got all. the skin, but we don't know what it's gonna be. It was just a hard flex, is all it was. What would like, your What would your jelly bean skin oh, be? That's weird, tough. Because I really like the hot dog costume that's already in there. So yeah. like, I I don't know if I I would be weird. You would do a slice of pineapple pizza. Oh, oh, that would work. That too. would be perfect. Like this yeah. pizza slice. Yeah. Oh, mm. what about you, Robbie? Uh, I'd have nice and simple. It would be a, a muscle tee to show off those jelly bean arms, and it would say on it. Checkpoint XP. Oh, oh, I'll, take nice. the, I'll take the free, uh, the yeah, free yeah. self promotion there. Well, what about very you, nice. James? Uh, I would. I want Remember, my jelly bean. Th- th- this is a game for kids. Yes. Well, I want my jelly bean <laughs> to be super muscular, like a big ripped mm-hmm. professional wrestler, and have like a, like a muscle suit on. Like it's very yeah. Like you got a muscle, a muscle like a muscle shirt. Uh-huh. Like you got muscle. I want like my, I want my jelly bean ripped. Like this jelly bean's been hitting the steroids hard. You know what? Good on you, G two. Good on you. Yeah, it sounds like uh, winners all around. Looking for a super cheap yet fun game recommendation to play to maybe help fill some time while you're inside trying to escape the heat of the summer? Be sure you stick around for the free game of the week. That's coming three up. Three free games of three the week. Three free are games. Three included in this week's. Are we going to have enough game free of games of the week for the rest of the month? Well, it's all the same game, but it's like a collection of oh, them. Okay. It's, it's, it's a big, big bang for your not buck. Amazing. Well, <laughs> we'll talk about that in just a bit. Because coming, coming up next, Dr. Disrespect is in hot water again. This time, not for being banned from Twitch, but because of an old tweet. Oh, man. What did he say? We'll let you know next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date Calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Overwatch League is drawing towards its exciting finale this year. In a year marred by COVID-19, the best teams in the world will be making their way to South Korea for the finals. Teams that qualify will need to quarantine for two weeks before being allowed to compete at the beginning of October. The LCS summer split is drawn to a close, and with teams now qualified, we're officially on the road to Worlds. This year's event will be taking place in a bubble in Shanghai as teams from all over the world will remain in quarantine throughout the month of October. September 4th marks the return of Counter-Strike Global Offensive with ESL Season 12 kicking off. All matches this season will be played online due to ongoing concerns with COVID-19. Valorant's next tournament will be running September 5th and 6th, welcoming teams out of the Oceania region. Qualifiers for the RLCS X Fall Major will be going on throughout the month of September. No word yet on when the Fall Major itself will take place. And that's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Day calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging a weird beard, Robbie Landis, and the member of Checkpoint XP that rebooted his childhood crush on Chitara, me, James Campbell. Snarf! Okay, so you guys do recognize Thundercats. I, well, I do. Weird okay. beard, you know Thundercats? Thunder! Thunder! Thundercats! 
Thank goodness. I thought I was going to be alone with that one because they just put Thundercats on Hulu this they past did. week. And I've been I've been binge watching it like crazy. I, I, I wasn't the biggest Thundercats fan, but I did watch it. But I will say that the new like reimagining that they did yes, is a travesty. Oh, it's bad. Okay, I haven't it's, gotten that it, far. It looks terrible. I'm uh, sorry. They had a reboot a, a couple look, of years look, ago. I thought the I Teen Titans into Teen Titans Go that was fine. That's hilarious. But like to do what they did with Thundercats, like ugh. Mm, I have no. to check that out. But no, the original season or the original series. Series, I I want to say it might be the perfect cartoon series. Who would oh, who would win yeah. in a fight, He Man or Lionel? Lionel all, all the way. Okay, I don't care how much power you got from Grayskull. <laughs> Lionel's got it. Now the drama with Doctor Disrespect is usually revolved around him being banned from Twitch and or what a he bathroom. Could, oh, and, well, that too. He's banned from a, a few spots and what he could have possibly done to be removed. But this time around, Dr. Disrespect is in hot water again, but it's because of a tweet. Oh, don't break my heart, Weird Beard. I hope it's not too bad. But what did Dr. Disrespect say on Twitter? So it's technically an old tweet. Uh, and I this, actually remember when this was tweeted out. And the reason that this came up was because this past week, Dr. Disrespect uh, streamed with one of, arguably, one of the largest uh, Indian streamers, actually, who's a big pro in PUBG Mobile. So PUBG it's, Mobile. So huh? it's PUBG, but on your phone. And it's not the exact same game. Like, it's obviously scaled down to be able to run on phones and everything like that. It's but, pretty good, though. But this tweet came up because he was playing with him. The old tweet said, mobile gamers are not gamers. Now, Dr. Disrespect addressed this on the stream right before he started playing with a mobile gamer. So I just want to get ahead of the controversy. The controversy. About me saying mobile gamers aren't real gamers. I, it was, it was a spur moment. I, I just, you know, I just want to, I just want to make sure that I get ahead of it. Sounds like a, he sounds like he's backing down. He is. He's absolutely backing down. (laughs) What if he has like a legal team that goes through his old tweets? He's like, he had to address this. Doctor. All right, Scout. There's not actually anything wrong with the tweet, right? I mean, there are probably a lot of people out there who would agree that if you, you play games on your phone, but, you're not. Before a real anything gamer. else, go around the room. Robbie, are mobile gamers gamers? Yeah, if you're if you game, if you play a game, you're a gamer. Ra- or James, mobile gamers are the gamers. Mobile gamers are gamers. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm in the soft yes camp. However, okay, hold ahead. on. You of all people, like all the games that you like, Spelunky, Monster Train. Like, those could all be ran on a mobile phone. There's no difference. Yeah, I agree. I just don't know what the... I don't know what the line is. I'll tell you what the line is. If you play a game... You're a gamer, James. That's if, what it is. If I'm playing Bejeweled on my phone, James, am yes. I a mobile gamer? Oh. Am I a gamer? I wouldn't say Bejeweled is like a, a gamer game. What, what about Tetris? Game? Hold on, is Tetris a, a gamer's game? Mm, man, Robbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, James. You had to bring up Tetris, That's Robin. right, because they're both puzzle games. My grandma plays, uh, 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 what is it, she, but befuzzled or chuzzled? She Chuzzle, plays Chuzzle, yeah. right, which is, is essentially that the fuzzball bejeweled, game that you, but with fuzzballs and googly yeah. eyes. Guess what? My grandma's a gamer. My grandma's a gamer, huh? I don't like well, That means we, my mom's a gamer. Yes, even, she is. We could go and talk to our boss, Leslie, who considers herself a gamer. She bought a Switch. She has uh, Breath of the Wild. But for the most part, she plays on her phone and stuff like that. That's I just, fine. Okay, that Are was, you going to tell me the millions of people that were storming the, the, the streets of New York City when Pokemon Go dropped aren't real gamers? What about Solitaire? Is Soli- does Solitaire I was going to say, what about gamer? card games? I still, I feel like the be- Bejeweled and Solitaire. <laughs> I feel like Tetris. You go, you go head to head and Look Bejeweled. Look at you gatekeeping people out of being a gamer. Coming from the guy who won't let me give, have a break because I play on a controller no, and Mr. Mouse and keyboard. You're, you're a gamer. 
You're a gamer. Thank you. Playing on a controller that. that does not make you any less of a gamer. It makes you a bad gamer, but you're not any less of a gamer. <laughs> it would make gamer. me less of a gamer if I'm a bad gamer. I just, How many Warzone wins have you gotten? Gotta bring that up to zero. Robbie, you know the answers to these questions before you ask them. I think it's funny, though. Like, just, I don't know, because, like... I think it's a purely Western problem that we look at is we're like, for sure, <laughs> you're not on a console. You know, or a yeah, PC. judgmental. Did you know that. that over in Japan, more people play games mobile than they do console or PC? You're kidding, really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also because it's accessible. Like, you know, I if I'm 40, 50 years old, I'm not going to have like a, a gaming PC and stuff. Like, I'm not going to go out and buy like a PS5 yeah. on launch if you, day. Look, if you want like to get like your wins out of games, like the older you get, you're going to have to start shifting to other games. James, I'm sorry to tell you this, but the longer it takes you to get a Warzone win, the less likely it's going to happen, man. Your reflexes are going down the drain. Robbie, I'm going to have a Warzone win before <laughs> you do. I'll tell you that right now. Put that in writing. That's a guarantee. Gaming on a budget. We've got a game for free. Three ninety nine. Checkpoint XP's free game of the week. Checkpoint XP has you covered with the free game of the week. If you ever wanted to go on an action-packed adventure into the future of a cyberpunk world where magic and fantasy still exist, well, here's your chance. It's 2054, and the world has changed. Gone to hell, more like. It started when magic came back. The Awakening, some call it. You're rubbing elbows with orcs, elves. Even trolls these days. The Shadowrun collection on Epic Games comes with three games Shadowrun Returns, Shadowrun Dragonfall, and Shadowrun Hong Kong. The player assumes the role of a Shadowrunner who receives a pre recorded message from his or her old Shadowrunner accomplice. It turns out that he's the latest victim of the Emerald City Ripper, a serial killer who has been surgically removing organs from his or her victims. Ooh, sounds painful. Yeah, it's really, really sort of dark. Now, don't worry, it's not scary, it's not violent, uh, it's a top down isometric role-playing game. So it's the kind of where it kind of like you see from like the top-down view. You control your character, sort of sending them around. Kind of like in, the uh, original Grand Theft Auto top-down kind yes, of view? Yes, actually. Okay. Very, very similar to that. Now, uh, Shadowrun Returns is actually turn-based, so it's very more, you know, a little bit more tactical, whereas the other ones, uh, uh, I believe, are in real time. I've actually played one of these. I have it on Steam. I forget exactly which one it is, but it's really, really fun. Now, the reason that you should play this is, you know, as you kind of said in your tease, is that it's set in a world that you don't see very often. Not even just in video games, but even in movies or TV or, or you know, even in literature. Like a futuristic fantasy. Futuristic, so it's, you know, high technology, cyberpunk type stuff. The same sort of world that, you know, we can expect out of Cyberpunk 2077. But the difference is, is that fantasy element, or, or elements like dwarves and orcs and elves and magic still exist in this world. Oh. So magic exists alongside of, like, technology and science fiction. So uh, each of these games, again, for free, you get three different games out of this franchise. They take about 15 to 30 hours to beat if you play just the story. But like all role-playing games, there are tons and tons and tons of extra stuff to be able to do in there. Uh, Between the three of them, there's probably 100 hours worth of content total. Now, like, who's this game for? Like, if there's another game that I could enjoy, because it's like, is it... It sounds like more fantasy involved than like a... a, a like a Final Fantasy? Yeah. It's definitely more fantasy, or, or sorry, it's, it's a little bit less fantasy than Final Fantasy. I think it does focus a little bit more on like the futuristic sort of science and, and, and technology sort of thing. But I think what's great about these Shadowrun games is when I came across it, I'd actually never really played a game like this before. And it wasn't really what I was looking for either, but it was one of those games where like you're really kind of surprised 
about how much you like it. So I'm not even sure if I could say, you know, if you like this game, this is what you'll be into, or if you don't like this game, this is what you'll be into. Would you say, like, uh, calling it a futuristic uh, Legend of Zelda? Would that be doing any uh, service? Uh, nah, n- not really, because you have, like, a party that you have, right? And there is, a, there is a story to it as well. So if you want any sort of story or narrative to your game, this one is definitely right up your alley. They tend to be focused a lot on sort of, like, you know, political intrigue and, like, corporate espionage type of stuff you know in these future worlds of the Shadowrun universe corporations have become like the new superpowers so the corporations yeah, like the run evil the world entity. okay yeah basically just like that and so a, another thing i want to point out that was just like with most rpgs like morrowind or oblivion or any of the elder scrolls games you know there's it may say 15 to 30 hours you know to play through and like robbie said that you have all the extras and whatnot but that's really you can get lost in these worlds these are the kind of games that like you go through and you may beat it and then you pick a different class and play through it you know all over again or you want to play through it as like a sneaky you know assassin this time you can play that and the next time play a barbarian that just murders everybody on site yeah and and the shadow run name actually goes all the way back to the snes in 1993 well there's your free game of the week the Shadowrun collection on the Epic Game Store. Uh, download it today for free. Next, it's the first week back since the downfall of Robbie Landis, the Checkpoint XP champ, after Weirdbeard and I eliminated his championship run. Yeah, by cheating. But don't worry, mm, I'm coming. I'm coming back at you with a game of my own design that will test your metal as much as it tested mine. Robbie's revenge when we get back. On Checkpoint XP. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh, the Alamo. Oh, he's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. You've got me, James Campbell. And joining me are Weird Beard and the man who stands by his statement. We have entered a golden age of superhero video games. Mr. Robbie Landis. That's right. Arkham Asylum, the Batman game, it kicked us off. And since then, we've had many iterations of that. But Spider-Man for the PS4. Now we got Suicide Squad, the Avengers game coming out. Man, it's a, it's a good time to be a superhero. Fan. What's your favorite superhero video game to play, Robbie? Uh, so far, it's it's been Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Down. Yeah, they look, they nailed the, the web-slinging, and that's really all you needed. It's like, a game where you feel like Spider-Man. You could just, just web-sling all day long and, and, and just have so much fun on that game. All right, it's time for some fun and games. And last week, our champion, Robbie Landis, was dethroned. It's actually not time for fun and games. It's time for defeat. Ooh. Y'all are going to be defeated. Wow, it is time for Robbie's Revenge. Joining us are Checkpoint XP producers Callie and Chad. I guess they're along for the punishment as well as yeah, Weird Beard and myself. Thought, thought I'd How give come them a we chance? have to get defeated? Like, I was here last week, so I understand, like, why you want to defeat me. Mm-hmm. But... Why, why does Chad have to get I, defeated? I, I know. I Chad feel like I'm always a I'm, chance to come in here and regain some of his his gamer cred. Last you you time. challenged me on the hardest video game like quiz, quiz ever. ever. Yeah. Like, come on now! Like, I didn't even have a chance. <laughs> Today's your chance to get it back. So Robbie's this wrath is knows a no trivia safety. game of my making. So the way that we're going to oh, do great. this is I am going to give you guys a, a little blurb here that has to do with a video game movie. And Ooh. all you have to do, this is so easy, guys. All you have to do. Smirk on his face. It's not going to be that easy. I don't trust it. All you it. have to do is tell me which movie it is. Uh, There's not is, a lot of video game movies out there. I agree. Is I, this going to be like those uh, those Reddit articles where it's like describe a video game badly? Here we go. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> this 2007 American German action comedy film was written and directed by the infamous Uwe Boll. It was a oh. critical and commercial failure, grossing less than 1% of its entire budget. 
It also draws more heavily from the game's sequel than it does from the original. Game? Uh, I, I thought by the this way, was all for everyone that you guys don't get, I get a point. Of course uh, what? you do. And at the end, whoever's the most points wins. <laughs> oh, great. So, uh, what movie is this? What year did you say was? made it? Can yeah. we work together? Well, only one of you gets 2017? a point. 2017? I don't care. 2007. Okay. 2007. 2007. That was way after the Mario Brothers game. So uh, was it like, okay, I'm going to guess Prince of Persia? That is incorrect. Oof. Oh, you guys it, got. I'll give one of you one more chance. Okay, hold on. Don't nobody shout anything out. And be stupid. <laughs> All right, this is officially a team yeah. effort yes, to defeat yeah. Robbie. Uh, is it the first Tomb Raider? Is is that your final? No, answer? I'm, ta- I'm, ta- I'm, ta- I'm talking to James. No, here. no, I'm no. Not talking to the you, first Robbie. Tomb Raider. The first Tomb Raider was when I was like like early high school, so it's not 2007. Well, you did you graduate, Chad? I don't want, I'm not saying that on the air. Well, I can't put, I can't, then you're, <laughs> you're I just your comment you, doesn't help me. I, I can tell you it's not 2007. 2007. Okay. Come on, we, we need a, uh, we need an answer Tomb Raider 2. That is incorrect. The correct answer is Postal. Oh, postal. oh yeah. yeah. Postal. Oh, right. I, I didn't know. they made a movie of Postal. Oh, I guess that would be the point, wouldn't it? Yeah. This yeah. So, welcome to this uh, game. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. Currently, it is one point in uh, my favor. I hate that it actually was an informative blurb. I just didn't know the movie. In 2015, Mike Cuff secured the rights to this game, and two days into filming, he left the production. Scott Winhauser rewrote the screenplay with star of the movie Dolph Lundgren. It is the second worst video game adaptation based on total box office gross. What is this movie? All right. Dolph Lundgren was in it. That's yeah. a big clue right there. Yeah. He, he was in it or he, he left? He was. No, he, he dies. Okay. He's, he also, dies. he's also a co-writer in it. So he helped write for it, too. I, 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 oh, I want to say it's like one of the Doom movies. What? what, what uh, okay, so Doom, Doom had The Rock in it. Yeah, but I mean, there's was still... Was there another Doom movie? There's still... Spa- they, I think they redid Doom... No. Not yeah, without the rock in it. Okay. If I remember correctly, all right. There, I, I been, like there it. might have been two actually. I, I rely on you on this one. Yeah, we'll I say don't Doom. Know. Doom is incorrect. Ugh. I'll give you guys one more guess if you want it. Uh, is it a Rocky video game? Did they take a Rocky movie and turn it into a video game? Well, I think this is a game that just just straight a game. It's going to be movie. an obscure game that we probably yes. barely realized was actually a game. Much the same that Weird Beard had a bunch of games <laughs> last week that nobody actually <laughs> really knew or heard of. In different movies I and stuff. All. So I think it, I think it's going to be a, a Rocky. Okay, right. that is incorrect. Oh. It is Dead Trigger based on the not so popular iOS and Android game. Uh, My awesome. God, they, they, uh, I will. What? I would like to point out. I tested a few of these on Norris. Norris had actually heard of Dead Trigger. Hmm. They got wait. Cool. Uh, okay. So he'd heard of Dead Trigger. Did he get the answer right? He did not. But okay. once I said Dead Trigger, he's like, oh yeah, like he knew it. He knew okay. it. Okay. All right. Next up. That's two points for me, by the way. This 2009 American martial arts film directed by Dwight H. Little was distributed by Warner Brothers. Despite grossing as the fourth lowest box office take of all video game movie adaptations at 1.6 million, it did receive a sequel. I, I think I know it. Ooh, I'm behind you. And I'll be mad if it is. Is it dead or alive? It is not dead (sighs) or alive. You guys got one more go. Oh, what's the one okay, so Mark it's Wahlberg not Street it? Fighter. Like it's not Mortal Kombat. It's not. Come on, oh, no, think of fighting games. Fighting, okay. <laughs> it's I, there was no Tekken movie. I was thinking of Dead to Rights, not Dead or Alive. Uh, so they didn't make a Soul Calibur, did they? I I don't know. Ugh, I hope not. That'd be terrible. It's a martial arts film, you said. Could it be Street, Street Fighter? Fighter? 
about that this was in the is, 90s. This, this is Robbie. He's it's it's obscure. It's probably on the mobile or something. I don't. Uh, what's a like? I think we just need to go in on Street Fighter. Yeah. All right. Yes. I make another Street Fighter. Street Fighter movie. They did, but incorrect. This oh. is why you don't want Weird Beard on your team. It is indeed Tekken. They made two. Oh! They made. They made a Tekken. Wow. They made two Tekken movies. Oh. That's three points for Robbie. Are right, we going to uh, 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 speed it up here a little bit? This 2005 fantasy action horror film is based on a game that spawned three releases. The screenplay was turned in two weeks late, and instead of requesting rewrites, director Uwe Boll accepted it and made his own changes. It featured Back to the Future alumni Billy Zane and has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 4%. It also got a direct-to-video sequel. So there were three games that the series was based on? Oh, you seem confident. Billy no, I thought it was three movies. He's from oh, Back to the Future. Uh, I think Billy Zane. Uh, God, I'm thinking like Fatal Frame or something. I like wanted that. to say Resident Evil. No, there's like seven no, of those. Yeah. Yeah, there's too many. It didn't get a sequel. It got many sequels. Do you um, want to just go in on Fatal Frame? Uh, yeah, I'll say Fatal Frame. That is incorrect. The answer is Blood Rain. Oh yeah, that's. A, oh, I guess that's a horror. I that guess I don't know. Four for me. James is just lost. Game. That's. I feel like that's a misrepresentation. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading you exactly the information. Mm-hmm. This is all true stuff. Uh, these are little blurbs I've come up no with. No one's accusing you of lying. Is that a weird beard quote from last week? <laughs> about video game movies and uh, the rest of the Checkpoint XP squad here is trying to guess. It is currently four points in my favor. I've stumped you four times. The name of this game is Robbie Wins. <laughs> I gotta get one of these. This 1994 live action adaptation starred Mark Dacascos, who recently starred in John Wick 3, Scott Wolf from Party of Five, Alyssa Milano from Melroy's Place and Charmed, and the T-1000 himself, Robert Patrick. At a budget of $8 million, but only grossed half of it in theaters, what movie is this? Okay, 94, so it's between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. What other With awful... a star-studded lineup, by the way. Yeah, what other awful video game movie might have come out in that year? Nothing. <laughs> 1994. Did Street... Because it's got to be great, some... It's a great game, by the way. Oh, That's great. sarcasm. Great. It's going to be like Bubsy or some garbage. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not guessing Bubsy. Well, what's your guess, guys? We uh, d- No hints, no nothing. I'm floundering here. Yeah, I can tell. I think I'm just... I'll... I'll Because we usually get two. Do it. We'll see if he does it. I- is it Street Fighter? It is not Street okay, Fighter. Okay, that was no. my one. No. Nope. He, he, he didn't mention Jean-Claude Van Damme. It can't be Street Fighter. Yeah, I know. No. Uh, sorry, but it is Double Dragon. Oh, my God. I forgot they made that into a movie. I didn't even know they five. made that into a movie. The Party of Five I guy. Now dragon. I see him yep. with the wife beater ready to fight. All right. Yes, last I've seen one. Last one here, guys. Or is uh, this is for the honor. This is, yeah. Yeah. For us to save our dignity and look better than Robbie. We will get one point more than Robbie got last week if we can get one. This 1999 science fiction film was directed by the creator of the game series. It stars such household names as Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, and Saffron Burroughs. Prince later said of the film, I can't watch one scene of that movie. I read the script and loved it. So did my buddy Matthew Lillard. We both got the parts. We went on location and they said, here's the new script. And it was a piece of crap. I have two ideas. It's okay. not Scooby-Doo, is I was it? Gonna say, Scooby-Doo no, or not... 13 Ghosts or whatever that movie's called. No, no it's got to be based on a video game. Uh, I think uh, a sci-fi the name shooter of game came out in 1999. Scooby-Doo technically was... <laughs> I bet you had a video game somewhere. I'm sure it did. Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard. What other movies have they been in besides Scooby-Doo? No, Freddie Prince Jr. was in Star Wars Rebels. That Come was on, cool. guys. Time's ticking down. Oh, God. Um, uh, something like 
sci-fi sci-fi shooter. shooter. Uh, oh wait, is this Doom? This is not Doom. No, the correct answer for the six and O victory for Robbie is Wing Commander. Wing Commander. Oh, that's Wing not at Commander. all what I thought it was. What, I thought I had 19, an idea. 1999 is when the uh, the film came out. Yeah. yeah well, James just has a, a blank look yeah. on his face. He's been lost his entire Wing time. Commander, huh? I'm not gonna lie, I've been too. Guess I missed that one. <laughs> All right, Robbie, I feel like you've made your point. Yeah, now, you know, uh, actually, next up is our Failed It, and I re- would really love to be able to feature you guys in it, but oh, uh, we actually have another one picked out. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. You heard I nailed it earlier when Dino got a Call of Duty kill using a drum set. Well, now it's time for our Failed It. In June, frequent plaintiff Eric Estevalio filed a lawsuit against Twitch, demanding damages due to claims that the platform had made him suffer through medical problems related to sex addiction. Oh, it's this guy. Yeah, this is the guy. We actually mentioned him earlier when we were talking about Pokemon. Well, because of the content and the algorithms on the site, he's claiming it caused him to do all this crazy stuff to himself, and Twitch has thrown the lawsuit out. In response, filed on August 18th, Twitch's lawyers have asked for the complaint to be struck under anti-slap laws. Anti-slap laws are intended to protect businesses and individuals from essentially baseless legal proceedings. Typically, these are suits only intended to be costly or time-wasting for the defendant rather than actually seeking victory for the plaintiff. So way to go, Mr. Estevalio. Now it's legally acknowledged you're just being a troll. Ahead next. We are checking the gaming headlines. Robbie, what do you have in store for us? You will never guess what best-selling prolific author got confused by a video game-related tweet. Ooh, wow, interesting. That and more next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios, esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and with me is Robbie Landis. And the only member of Checkpoint XP to have his Harry Potter fan club membership revoked, Weird Beard. I get it. I'm okay with it. I will tell the story again of why. It's because I fell asleep. Because you're old. <laughs> no, oh. this, this is when I was younger. I just I went to the midnight screenings and I couldn't stay up late. The last two Harry Potter movies, I fell asleep on midnight releases. Not I once. going to see them. But twice. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, though, those last two movies are really dark. Not, not even just like, like mature content. Like, they're just... Like, there's not a lot of light in them, so I could definitely see you just being, like, sort of lulled to sleep while watching And you know what's crazy is the last one was when I was going, I was a freshman going into college. It came out, there was a whole group of, like, freshmen who wanted to bond. They're like, ah, we're going to go do this. Let's bond and watch Harry Potter. We're going to bond over Harry Potter. Well, it was was the honors dorm, so that tells you a lot. Oh, okay. Super nerds. And so we went to the the movie theater, sat down, and I was like, yeah, I'm in this. And there was, like, cute girls, and I was like, I'm going to impress them by being a Harry Potter. No, I slept. And just snored, and I woke up, and I remember waking up and just being like, "I, I just, I thought I just blinked. Like this is the end of the movie right now." You blew it, weird beard. You could have scored with those nerd chicks, and you blew it. Damn it! Some gamers are outraged over something Burger King's been doing when giving donations to streamers. Now, I personally don't see a problem here, but Robbie has promised me he'd explain why we all should be upset with the king. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Hey, oh, the guy is unreal. My goodness. Sports Gaming Update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. Fall Guys is the latest game to light the gaming world ablaze. Everyone's been playing the Battle Royale party game where you run around as little jelly beans dressed like other food and try to attain the crown and assert your brief superiority over the other little jelly beans. But Fall Guys was almost called something else. It was almost titled 
Stumble Chum. What? I kind of like it. Stumble Chum sounds yeah. dumb. Fall Guys isn't any dumber. Yeah, no, oh. Fall Guys is way better. I mean, at least it's named after a movie with Brian Gosling in it. <laughs> Gravitationally challenged boys. Uh, I like no, Stumble Chums no. better myself. Fall Guys for the win. It shows you that a name really does dictate kind of how things go for a game. Like, Honestly, if you don't I- brand it well, it's it. Whatever this was called, I think this still would have went off without a hitch because it's weird enough that people would have wanted to have given it a try. And I mean, the, the gameplay speaks for itself. James, try to sell me real quick. I'm playing Stumble Chums. Well, Stumble Chums, it's a game about chums that stumble around <laughs> and they fall into some slime. They can put on some fancy outfits that might look fun, but at the end of the day, and you're Stumble still a Chums. You can Stumble dress up as chum. a hot dog. Perfect. I'm in. Streamers Bruce Green and Boone held an interesting 16-hour-long stream in Microsoft's Flight Simulator where they dressed up as pilots and in real time flew from Los Angeles to Dubai. They had the full cockpit set up complete with tiny little booze bottles. You think they would get on the mic and be like, Attention passengers, we are now approaching uh, altitude of 35. You can go and watch That's a really the, good, it, it, really good, good voice. Yeah, you can actually go and watch the full 16 hour stream. Uh, I've, look, I've done 24 hour streams before playing games that are actually fun. Uh, so I, I couldn't imagine trying to be on stream for 16 hours just flying a plane, which is probably, I mean, in today's day and age, you can put on autopilot, right? Like once you get to a, like cruising altitude, yeah. like you can just bloop and like computers do it for you, right? That's what I heard. I <laughs> can I tell you guys something? I got a download key for this game. So do you have enough room on your computer? I do, but I just don't know if I want like if I want to commit enough to doing it. You know what I mean? Like even if I delete it afterwards, you have to sit down and download it and then like install it. And do oh, it. Is this the Set one that's to like download 10 discs? while you're at work? Yes, it is. I, All ten discs worth. I just don't know if I'm committed enough to the bit to, <laughs> to even download it to be able to say I played it. A Tekken fan sent out a tweet to Tekken producer Michael Murray, or at least he meant to. Instead, he tagged science fiction writer Mike Cole, and one Stephen King also saw the tweet, and neither of these two prolific, successful authors could decipher the meaning behind this tweet. Why is the low with the huge pushback from Paul not launch punishable? Can you explain? Can you make Snake Edge from Brian then as well not launch Punishable? Can you reduce the pushback from Paul? Why are some characters so OP? Why? And uh, uh, Mike Cole had uh, tweeted out at first being like, I've read this through like five or six times. And every time I think the next time I write it, the next time that I read it, it'll make sense. The English will suddenly coalesce for me. I'm in the same boat. But it didn't. And Stephen King came in and said, fascinating. Thanks, Stephen King. Appreciate the uh, the wonderful insight. Essentially, what it is saying is, hey, there's one character whose low attack isn't launch punishable. Like, you can't use a launch attack to punish them using it over and over and over again. It's like a comeback against right. it. Okay. But this other character who also has a low, ta- low attack that's even, like, weaker, that one is launch punishable. So why wouldn't this one be? It makes the character overpowered. Please fix it. Ah, it all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> James just had the light bulb go off. Yeah. In a new interview, Sony executive Eric Lempel assured fans that the ongoing pandemic has not impacted the launch of the PlayStation 5. Lempel said, we will launch this year. That will happen. And from my end, we will absolutely make sure that we bring all of the magic and all the excitement of launches that we have had in the past. We are still committed to doing that. It's more challenging than ever, but our gamers expect 
a lot from us. What kind of magic and excitement do they usually have when uh, a system or console launches? I'm not sure. And, you know, uh, up until just recently when I talked with producer Callie, I, I wasn't actually – I'm not that upset that we haven't got a launch date or, or anything yet, right? Because it's not like suddenly you need to know when it's coming out to start saving money. If you're going to buy a PlayStation – You should know holiday season's coming up. Exactly. Save your cash. Save your cash. But what Callie pointed out was pre-orders. How are you supposed to put in pre-orders, or how are they actually going to manage pre-orders if it doesn't even come out you know, a month beforehand? Because rumors are right now that it's going to be dropping sometime in November, and we're coming up on the start of September here. Yeah, so it's a couple months away. A mm-hmm. couple months away. This past weekend, DC Comics held their first 24-hour DC Fandome Fandome! Event. Among the amazing announcements of DC movies, they also showcased two trailers for upcoming games in the DC Comics world. Gotham Knights will be an Arkham-inspired game featuring Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl, and the Red Hood. And the second game is the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, a game where you play as Harley Quinn, King Shark, Deadshot, and Captain Boomerang and have to take down evil versions of the Justice League. This game looks so good. And you want to know how I know this game is going to be good? How? Out of those four characters, James, Mm -hmm. who would you rather play? It's just off the top of your head. Harley Quinn. You know what? I want to be Captain Boomerang. Really? And any game that can get me excited about playing as Captain Boomerang, that that's it. It's over. He can teleport with his boomerang. Like, he can throw his boomerang and then lame. teleport to where it's at. Lame. You're lame. Your name is Captain lame. Boomerang. Doesn't matter. He's going to have... He's basically the Hawkeye. He has, like, trick boomerangs what are you the captain and all of? types of cool. Killing people with boomerangs. Okay, you're the captain of boomerang. You know what, James? <laughs> hey. What goes around comes around. That's a boomerang pun. You better watch yourself. <laughs> that's that's why that is why Robbie Landis is here. More boomerang puns, please. That's it for the Checkpoint XP gaming news update. For more, head on over to our website, checkpointxp.com. All right, thank you, Captain Boomerang, for that update. Now, some gamers are outraged over what Burger King has been doing when giving donations to streamers. Mr. Boomerang, can you please Bring the listeners up to speed as to what's going on with this story. Yeah, so uh, Twitch has this built-in uh, uh, feature where when you donate to streamers, you can also have it say a message that it, that it pops up, right? Yes. So let's say that you're streaming. You're not really paying attention to, to, to chat because you're like in a game of Warzone, but I really want to get your attention. I donate $10, and I'm like, hey, James, don't worry. Someday you'll get that Warzone win. Then it'll I'm pop hoping, up on I'm your stream, and then usually like a robotic voice, or sometimes you can you can change it. It'll say what it is, right? So Burger King was going around into different popular streamer streams, donating $5 along with copy that is essentially an ad, right? And the reason that people are upset about this is because Burger King is basically going around and getting advertising space in front of their viewers for essentially pennies. Yeah, Why see, can we play an example of this weird beer? I have donated five bucks so I can say that on the Burger King app you can get a Whopper, a small French fries, and small drink for five dollars. Listen, are you going to sponsor me or not? So you hear them basically, you know, the guy says, hey, you know, why don't you just go ahead and, 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 and actually, like, make a deal with me, right? Like, like sponsor my channel. And they're like, we just gave you $5. I would take the $5. Because right now you're probably getting nothing. But a lot of these big streamers, imagine Ninja shilling for Burger King for $5, James. Does that yeah, seem how, fair? How much would Ninja be paid to do that? Well, it would cost, it would cost definitely would cost more money to try to have a big name streamer be a spokesperson for your brand. Sure. I have no issues whatsoever if I see... Burger King is just using the rules in play. It's no different than using the third-person peak 
And when you're playing a, a battle oh, royale, they're just playing by the rules. Yes. Beard Beard. You know who else was playing by the rules? Uh, this happened, I think it was late last year or early last year. Twitch started advertising for big streamers like Ninja on other streamers' platforms in between them. Okay. Do you think that that's fair? No, because now you're taking the attention off one streamer and putting it onto another streamer that's in direct competition. Burger King saying, hey, you're doing a good job. You have a, a big audience. Here's five bucks. Go buy a cheeseburger. It's on special right that's now. That's what your viewers are worth to me, James. Five dollars. Other other streamers, we might actually have a campaign for them. We might actually, you know, give them, you know, a few thousand dollars. Maybe it's a code. So every time that someone, you know, uses it, you know, you get money. But you, James, no. You're just worth five dollars. It doesn't rub you the wrong way. No, not so ever. Thank you for your five dollars, Burger King. I'm not going to go to your establishment <laughs> and spend it on this cheeseburger and fries to offer that you just promoted to my James, my twenty you some are viewers. Worth I'm more taking more than that. You want to know what that else? Five dollars straight too? to Taco Bell and cashing it in on the cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> I, I feel that. And that's, that's what I'm going to say right on my stream to the Mr. Burger King anonymous voice who's playing on my stream. Is there any company that could get away with it? Is there any company like if it wasn't Burger no, King that had I, done it? I, I think that it's scummy just all around. I mean, imagine if. If it was a, a someone coming into your stream, a brand that you didn't align with, right? Like, imagine it was like a smoking brand or something that you're against because, you know, a, a family member died of, like, cancer or something from smoking. Hey, um, thank you, tobacco company, for the $5 donations. Smoking is bad, everybody, on my stream. You shouldn't do that. Don't buy their products, but I'm going to take your $5, uh, tobacco company. I'm going straight to Taco Bell. Can, I, can, I'm cashing <laughs> in on a Jeezy Gordita crunch. Taco can, Bell, I think someone's looking for a, a sponsorship Call, call Checkpoint XP, Taco Bell. Can we'll I say that James is winning me over? Like, I originally started on your side Robbie but the more yeah. that you say it James like it's your stream you take the five dollars you don't like what they're saying you tell them why they're wrong and you send your viewers somewhere else it's still, You're still collecting that five dollars it's still scummy if you want to advertise the stream. on someone's stream pay them the right way I'm even more fascinated by the fact that why is Burger King watching me I'm, I'm nobody, yeah, nobody in the streaming game but thank you for acknowledging my existence Burger King I'm gonna take your money and spend it right at my favorite Americanized Mexican food joint head next Capcom punishes one of their star Street Fighter players in a very unusual way after he spoke out on social media. What bizarre punishment did they inflict? We'll let you know when we get back on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around... No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, along with Weird Beard, and the person keeping my Twitter feed up to speed on what the DC fandom was announcing, Robbie Landis. What are you most excited to see after the uh, the DC fandom, Look, Robbie? Uh, I have to say that that entire event because it got movie was, trailers, they got video game announcements was, was way better than I ever would have expected it to be. Yeah, uh, same but here. Yeah, you know, we talked a little bit earlier in the show in the news about the two new games, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League, coming out of it. Uh, I think what actually surprised me the most actually was the trailer for uh, the Batman by Matt Reeves with uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, we got it. the sparkly vampire uh, man turned turned uh, Batman. Yeah, we know that it's not part of like the 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 current DC continuity it's going to be like in its own universe but like the vibes that we're getting from the trailer and they said only 25% of it has been shot because the whole COVID stuff COVID, shot yeah. it down but it gave like some like Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight meets Netflix's Daredevil Ooh. in vibes like what I saw I really liked I'm excited. It just as long as they make not Justice League again, I'm all about whatever they want to do. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's 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 going to be another Batman movie that's a little bit more grounded in reality. Awesome. Can't wait to see what uh, DC comes out with uh, in terms of those items just mentioned. 
Now, Capcom has punished one of their star Street Fighter players, but in a very unusual way. Uh, he spoke out on social media and got a kind of a, sl- a slap on the wrist. Weird beard. Uh, what bizarre punishment uh, did they inflict on this guy? So, really, we're talking about a uh, one of the most the, the biggest Street Fighter players. His name is Punk, right? And uh, he got sent to the losers bracket before the losers he, bracket before he even plays in his next tournament. And it's all because he was so freaking toxic. Now let's go back to when he was competing in this previous tournament here, right? He was streaming it live, and he lost. He instantly then went on to Discord while still streaming. Discord's like a communication platform uh, where you can message people and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was shown on his stream, and he essentially said, uh, you know, screw you, screw everybody running this competition, screw the guy that I just went against, this game has bad netcode, I hate this, this is dumb, uh, screw all of you, except replace screw with the F word oh, okay. for every single person. Uh, and Capcom didn't like it. Like, this guy has been around for quite a while and is, yeah. again, a tier one player. So he should know better than to mouth off like that uh, after losing yeah, in a match. He was considered the favorite to win uh, EVO 2017. Uh, he's won stuff like Absolute Battle, East Coast Throwdown, uh, Northwest Majors, and the Red Bull uh, Battlegrounds. Wow. And, you know, what's crazy is the guy that he, uh, he lost to, Alex Myers. Alex Myers, like... Is not a professional. He well, he's a newer professional, right? He's in his mid thirties, and he sent out a tweet being like, you know, when people would you know talk trash to me and ask me why I was still here after my arthritis didn't let me play for five years. This is why I'm here, and he set that out after he just won. And then Punk uh, tweeted back to him and said, "You're trash, like <laughs> f wow. you again." He has he has twenty five first place wins in the past four years that he's been competing. This so, is Punk. Yeah. This is his record. Wow. Yep. So he huge. So then what happened is Capcom then said it's unfair to prevent Sorry, Punk. that was just in Street Fighter 5. That's not even counting Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Mortal Kombat 11, or Injustice 2. Wow. wow. Yeah, okay. he's big. He's huge. So it, it, Capcom said it would be unfair to prevent Punk from having a chance to earn a spot for the next Capcom Cup by banning him entirely, especially since there's not like a ton of tournaments due to COVID-19. Yeah, so you, they, you want to punish him, but if you ban him from one tournament, you're then also effectively banning him from the Capcom Cup. They think that's oh, a little bit too far. So, so they don't want to punish him, but they don't want to punish him so badly that they hurt themselves. Well, yeah. uh, also kind of yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what it sounds like to me. Because you said they just make he's going to start in the losers bracket. Yeah, so, it's so a, he can still compete. Yeah, but. he absolutely can still compete. He can even take first place. Still, it's just in the losers bracket because it's normally double elimination, right? Okay. So instead of being able to lose and then you know come back and still win, so he's pretty much starting with already a loss against him. Don't boom. That's it. Um, and then like that's the only punishment he's getting out of this. His sponsor Panda Global has already declined to punish him further, stating that he quote showed accountability and growth. Um, which I, sure, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's just, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know. Could you, James, expect not a ton of punishment from work if, you know, something happened at work? And then you were on radio and just went, screw these people, screw this, no! screw my company. You know how much trouble I would be in? Yeah. I would be off the mic. Um, I'd probably be sitting at home. Oh, duh. A minimum of some sort of a suspension, if not praying that they're not like, hey, you see your contract? You see the shred machine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, then I'm back into the world of retail. If the FGC wasn't so fragmented, you know, this would be the perfect sort of uh, 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 time to issue some sort of like fine to him right absolutely yeah but, but with no like you know overall sort of institution like like how do you there's nobody overseeing like right, disciplinary really acts on or, players and stuff or enforce it you know for that matter so and especially yeah. with all the the garbage that went on with the smash community earlier this year and everything mm-hmm. i think that like 
the the less spotlight you put on an incident like this when it's like it's bad but i wouldn't say it's necessarily like to the level of you know all the horrible stuff that those smash so you feel the did. punishment is just it's it's whatever in this yeah in this situation it's whatever can't be bothered to play new games as they come out i've been hearing about this skyrim thing is that worth buying for gamers behind the times it's the patient gamer each week, Weird Beard and Robbie bring us a new game to check out that we might have otherwise missed. What have we this week, Weird Beard? The world has been ravaged by a series of climatic disasters. One super soldier wielding the Nano Suit 2 will make the last stand to save humanity. This is Crisis 2. It's the most sophisticated combat hardware around. Death's an inconvenience now. We are all dead men walking. So Crisis 2 is my pick out of uh, the three Crisis games. So there's Crisis, Crisis 2, and Crisis 3. Very original titles. Absolutely. Um, and it's very... It's spelled C-R-Y. Ooh, it's Crisis. So it's crisis. like crying. Yeah. And the, big, the biggest reason I want to pick this game today is that earlier this year, Crisis Remastered was announced. So the remastered game is going to be going out on the PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. And it's going to have the graphic overhaul. It's going to be really, really good. But as usual, in Series of Threes, the second one is usually the best. And that stands with Crisis 2. Um, it, it's, it's for any player who's excited about like a shooter game that has sci-fi elements and aliens in it if that ticks all your boxes you're gonna be all in on crisis um it usually only takes between nine to 12 maybe 15 hours to completely beat if you want to be a completionist um but it's one of those games to where it's brain dead man like you're not having to have like super in-depth uh, like story that's hard to follow and you can pick it up and put it down because all it's really about at the end of the day is is upgrading your nano suit and blowing aliens to bits. Robbie, is this at all up your alley? Um, I've never played a crisis game uh, really? before myself. I'm aware of it, but okay. you know, it just kind of uh, get, gets sort of blended or blurred into you know the huge category that is first-person shooter yeah. games. The so, nano suit yeah, looks sweet fine. on that guy. It's, and it's super cool because what you do is you're able to upgrade it as you play through, and it gives you more, like, essentially, like, superhero-type abilities, you know? Like, you can fly, you is have... Is it like the suit that uh, 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 What's-His-Face wears in uh, the Wolfenstein game? Yes, yeah, so yeah. it's very similar. And the, the one thing that I boast the most about the Crisis games, especially Crisis 2, is the AI in it is really, really fun. While I say it's brain-dead, you know, it's not just, like, hold X and you're able to win or anything like that. Uh, it actually has some, some fairly developed stuff. Now, as usual, this game does take place in New York, New York. Um, you know, as the new New York type situation. They have like landmarks and stuff that yeah. would, uh, would normally be there if you were like a tourist, but maybe he's got some sort of a weird alien overhaul. Yeah, and it's it's again, like it's cool, like it's in the future and, you know, it's not necessarily an open world game, but it has a very large world that you're allowed to play around in. And the multiplayer is fun as well. Well, there's your patient gamer recommendation, a little intergalactic alien shooter game with some couch co-op capabilities. Crisis 2. We asked on social media, over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook, what movie or TV show could become a great video game? We'll talk to you about your answers when Checkpoint XP returns. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Overwatch League is drawing towards its exciting finale this year. In a year marred by COVID-19, the best teams in the world will be making their way to South Korea for the finals. Teams that qualify will need to quarantine for two weeks before being allowed to compete at the beginning of October. The LCS summer split is drawn to a close, and with the teams now qualified, we're officially on the road to Worlds. 
This year's event will be taking place in a bubble in Shanghai as teams from all over the world will remain in quarantine throughout the month of October. September 4th marks the return of Counter-Strike Global Offensive with ESL Season 12 kicking off. All matches this season will be played online due to ongoing concerns with COVID-19. Valorant's next tournament will be running September 5th and 6th, welcoming teams out of the Oceania region. Qualifiers for the RLCS X Fall Major will be going on throughout the month of September. No word yet on when the Fall Major itself will take place. And that's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Day calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and somebody who can't decide if he loves or hates Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, me. James Campbell. I'm in the same boat. Is, I can't is that a tell. Game mode? No, like no, just whether or not you like or dislike the game. The game is it's very challenging, and there's times where it really makes my blood boil. And you're just like, why am I playing this it's, stupid game? It's just yes. Mario Party with like 99 people. Yes, but that's the point. When you're almost about to win, you're and in it. Some silly thing happens. Somebody just sneaks up behind you and grabs that tail right off of your little jelly bean, <laughs> and then you lose and you get eliminated. My, my when favorite. you're so close to winning. <laughs> It really makes you get fired up, Robbie! <laughs> and you can't tell am I having fun right, right, or am I being whoa. punished! I can't decide which is which! We asked over on social media, at CheckpointXP, <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook, what movie or TV show be- could become a great video game? We're going to talk about your answers in just a moment, but first, we're going to discuss what we think would make a great video game inspired by a movie or TV show. You know, but before we get into that, th- this is something that I literally just realized is, you know, we're finally at a point where we're starting to get good TV shows and good movies that are based on video games. Yeah. But I still don't think we've gotten a good video game based on a movie or TV show. Ever. Ever? Ever? Not in the history of any movie? Can you think about, can you think of any? Look, I thought Sonic was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, based on a video game? The first, no, no, the no, first no, no, Mortal no, no. Kombat. No, no, you're, you're, you're mishearing what I'm saying. Okay. We've had plenty of movies based on video games that are good, but we have no video games based on movies that are good. No movies have been turned into a good video game. Okay. Right? Okay. Can you think of any of them? There, there was Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, which is like a hack and slash arcade game. It was okay, but really it could have been anything. Uh, right? It's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It was based on a movie. Uh, it's based off the property. It's not. Oh, based the, on the, the Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings: Return of the King on the PS2 was the, amazing. Two towers, but that's two what towers. I just said. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, that's what I just said. It oh, was all right, but still, <laughs> we're still not at that point yet. And I don't know. It kind of upsets me. So, so what do you guys think? And which brings us to our question now, right? If you could guarantee that it would be a good game, what movie or TV show, what franchise, what property would you turn into a game, and what would that game look like? Can I say one that I always wanted as a kid? I don't know if it'd be good. Oh, I, so boy. I technically have two here. Uh, of course you do. do. you remember the TV show Reboot at all? Yep. Reboot might have been good. It was Reboot one of, wasn't even a good TV show, it, Weird Beard. When I was a kid, it was good. However, I would uh, my actual answer that I would go with, uh, I was reminded of this TV show when it trended over the weekend when it was confirmed that it will be getting a live-action movie, Static Shock. It was a, a cartoon in the early 2000s, Correct, right? and okay. it was one of the very first ones that had a black, like, 
a superhero in mm-hmm. it, right? Like a black main character. I thought it was great. It was a really good TV so, show. So what does a Static Shock video game look like to you? Um, Like, I would want it. It'd be my stand-in for Miles Morales. Like, I don't have a Miles Morales Spider-Man game yet. So I think it'd be fun. It'd be, you know, open world. It would be, uh, you know, just kind of along the streets of what this kid did every single day. All like right. I don't know. Like, it's hard. It's hard thinking about a TV show and wanting to turn it into a video game because... Video games are a little bit more complicated than, like, just having a straight TV story. I don't think so, but that's just me. All right, what about you, James? What would you turn to a video game if you could? I wouldn't mind playing an Umbrella Academy video game. Good choice. You know, I've seen the shows yeah. on Netflix and just hearing, I haven't read a lot of the comics or the graphic novels that the show was based off of. Mm-hmm. But hearing some of the things that have happened in there and seeing the the show on Netflix, I think would be interesting. It would All be right. a fun little game to play. I would go with Supernatural. Oh, that's the the bounty hunting uh, brothers or the demon hunting brothers, right? With that fancy car. And and what I would do is I would actually take sort of a lot of what you see with Arkham, but make it open world, like a big open world game. Because it's not just about monster hunting. They're also solving these cases as well. So you take a little bit of like the the mechanics from like the detective, like uh, uh, problem solving, crime solving side of Almost Batman. Almost like Resident Evil-esque type yes. puzzles involved. Yeah, so you kind of yeah. have to go through and you have to track down these monsters before you end up having to fight them. And obviously there could still be like random monsters like vampires and stuff that you fight sort of in the interim. But having to track down and you know kind of figure out these crimes and then fighting in the monsters, I think that could be really, really Sounds sweet. like Robbie's really put a lot of thought into he, this. Well, yeah, no, he came just, up with a question. Just off the top my head because I was going to go with the Fast and the Furious because they just had that, that crappy game released and like it was a bad game it, it, apparently it's the, one of the duh. worst games ever uh, <laughs> you thought Big that a Fast duh. and Furious game I'm was about the uh, I'm just a killer one well I just surprised the Vin Diesel fanboy uh, in the room here who's going to call a Fast and Furious game bad bad is bad man the movies are great but the video game is bad you're listening to Checkpoint XP your home for esports and gaming we're talking about what movies or TV shows we think could be turned into a great video game. We shared our answers, and now we're going to talk to you about your answers. All right, so Donald here actually gave us a few of them, right? The first one he said is The Floor is Lava, which honestly, isn't that kind of Fall Guys? Kind of, yeah. Like, like in a way, isn't that just Fall Guys? They need to make that as a level. I think somebody said that. He also suggested The Matrix and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but Donald, both of those are already games, so I'm actually going to go with the fourth option you gave us, and that's Deadwood, which is a popular HBO series yes. back in the day. Cowboys. He actually said that what he'd like to see it the as Red Dead Redemption is is more of a, a telltale type game. Okay, like the ones that they did The Walking Dead. Yeah, and that. okay. Yeah, that set so it tells in you a story. Deadwood, that yeah. could actually be really cool. I might be into that because that's where my mind first went. Is I'm like Red, kind of Red Dead Redemption, right? Mm-hmm. But you'd be able to tell real, uh, you know, a lot more in depth stories with something like a Telltale game. Now, I will say, hold on, all HBO shows absolutely could probably pull off at least an okay video game. Mm, I don't West, know. Westworld mm, would be okay. No way. You could maybe do, uh, no? No way. What? I hated Westworld. Westworld was the biggest waste of my time. A lot of HBO programming, how, I think, is a waste far, of my time. How far did you get? The whole season. Of, okay, the whole first season. And you still didn't like it? No. Uh. What? What about a Sopranos show? Do you think a Sopranos could make a decent like mob? Not video a game. game. No, you not know, a game. Look, it's it's not your fault. A lot of HBO shows are more for intellectuals, James. Well, yeah. I, I'm sorry, yeah. Robbie. I just can't justify <laughs> wasting five hours of my time to watch a show before it gets good. It should be getting good within the first episode. Ghostless says the Hunger Games. Now Hunger I'm Games. I'm a little split on this because I do think the idea of like throwing a character into a battle royale sort of setting, but having like some sort of story or narrative around it, could be good. 
Right? I, I don't want to play another Battle Royale ever in my no, life. No, no, because here, here's the thing. I don't know that you could turn the Hunger Games movie into a good game because then you're, 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 you're beholden to what the plot is. But trying to center a first-person game around a Battle Royale sort of... Um, uh, set up, I, I I think might be interesting. I think it'd be I, better if they merged it with Burger Time. Moving on, <laughs> uh, I'd play that one. Uh, a few, a few, it looks like a few of our people here uh, uh, commenting were a little mixed up because Philip says Sonic the Hedgehog was an awesome movie. I'd love to see a video game at some point. I got a little confused like I did at the beginning of the segment. Yeah. yeah. Or Michael says I hear The Witcher was a decent TV show. You think that'd make a good game? Har har har, Michael. Are Thanks we, for are, trolling. Are we still all in on uh, The Witcher as a as a TV show, the new season that's going to be coming? I would check it out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the first season was great. Uh, you know, it had, it had a few issues, but it's nothing that I think really hurt it. So going forward, I think it can only get better. Uh, let's see. Uh, Freaky Jason says the USS Callister episode of Black Mirror. The no, players I didn't see that one. would be the people put into the game trying to figure out how to escape it while getting revenge on the programmer. Who put them there? You know, there is a. Uh, I think it was with one of the latest Resident Evil remakes. They had a, a, a game mode in that you could play online. It was kind of inspired by Dead by Daylight. We have four survivors trying to get out, mm-hmm. and then one person plays as like the, you know, like the like the puppet master jigsaw type person. Where the captor? Yeah, where you get to like set and like detonate traps. As you're like watching them in this maze, trying to get out, oh, that kind of kind of makes me think of like kind of a kind of a similar thing there. Would you want to play as one of the people trying to escape, or the guy who sets the trap? The traps, yeah. The trap I'm the trap guy. Trap, hundred percent, yeah. definitely the trap master. And then last, we have Sean, who says twenty four. I want to get to play as Jack Bauer. I can see that being a game, dude. Yeah. Twenty four would, would I? Are we sure that's not a video game? I mean, look, when you look at stuff like like Splinter Cell, it's kind of like the same sort of thing, isn't it? Or, or, or any of the James Bond it's games. It's already a video game. Yeah, pretty much. You're, you just just call yourself Jack and you're good to go. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening on your radio station. Make sure you head on over to CheckpointXP.com and check out Checkpoint XP on campus to get the latest info on what is going on in the world of collegiate esports. I want to give a big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, Producer Callie, and Producer Chad for helping put this episode together. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Checkpoint XP. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the show, and we'll talk to you again on the next level.